Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hang Time Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has three tickets to Lakers. <laughs> Your host, Gally up to Anderson, stops it down behind his head. Seku Smith and Lang Whitaker. The NBA's executive vice president of basketball versus Stu Jackson is joining us now on the podcast. I wanted to ask you, Stu, when players see you coming, do they get out of the way now? No, the worst thing that happened to me was uh, caller ID. Sports editor of the nation, Dave Zyron. Only the Knicks for $100 million would sign somebody with one eye and two microfracture surgeries. But shut my mouth. He's our most important New York Jew since Woody Allen. Now it's time for the tip off. Somebody better fix that intro. Sekou Smith from the Hangtime blog, right here on the Hangtime podcast. Lang Whitaker in New York. Rick Fox in Los Angeles. The new and improved Hangtime podcast crew coming at you. Fellas, what's happening? What's good? What's good? I don't know, Rick. I bet you I'm the only one sitting in the middle of a snowstorm right now. I hope so. We just got word Obama's (laughs) reelected. You know, when you're out here on the West Coast, the news gets out here a little late. I thought they wouldn't tell the Canadians about it. (laughs) Yeah. Long night, man. Are you guys still in your tuxedos like me? Uh, I still have my pajamas on. I'm going to say if a sweatpants and a T-shirt counts as a tuxedo, you're dang right. That's an Atlanta tuxedo. Exactly. We don't get invited to these swanky uh, election parties, Rick. I don't. I mean, we know you roll in a different circle, but I, I did run into a couple ambassadors and a couple people out here last night that were quite, uh, quite uh, and, and excited about the result. Yeah, so yeah. I did get invited to an election party. Yeah, I mean, we had an election party at my house. It's called uh, Domino's and the Kids, man. We, you know, we did it big. <laughs> Cheetos and Kool Aid. I hear that. <laughs> Well, guys, look. We be, before we even dive into the show, let's get let's get the real business done here. Headlines of the week, gotta you know, gotta get this thing out of the way and make sure we catch up on all the news that's important to talk about around the league. It's the hang time headlines as Seku and the guys discuss the top stories around the NBA. Sekuna Matata. <laughs> you gotta love that Bo Estes, <laughs> the golden vocals, baby, Bo Estes. Uh, guys, let's just run down the list of everybody in the league who's not injured. Because there's like five of them, and then everybody else is hurt. What do you think that's attributed to, man? Well, remember last year everybody was blaming it on the short training camp. Now now they're blaming it on the long training camp. (laughs) Exactly. Danny Granger, guys, out three months after uh, injection in his left knee to 
to clean up some some knee issues he's having. Three months now for the Pacers' leading scorer from last season. I mean, don't you think? Don't you guys think this totally? I mean, the Central Division's wide open now, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. D Rose is out. Granger's out. I mean, yeah. I mean, and you you think about these injections in the knees. I mean, it seems to be the trend. But at the end of the day. Not everybody's Kobe Bryant for a reason. Okay? <laughs> right. Kobe goes over there, starts getting injections in his knees. Uh, but look, he—he he was maybe he's just superhuman because you got Andrew Bynum in Philly yep. who still hasn't recovered with his knee situation. Right? Maybe it's just not for everyone. And like you said, the the Milwaukee Bucks are at the front of the the line in the Central Division. Yep. Yes, it, the, the injuries are, are going to have a huge effect, guys. Gerald Wallace won't play for the Nets against the Miami Heat on Wednesday uh, tonight. Obviously, um, he's recovering from a sprained ankle. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. Tyler Zeller out indefinitely in Cleveland with a concussion and a broken cheekbone. It's like reading a, a, a roundup of the MMA guys. This is not this <laughs> not the NBA injury report. This is like a football or something. Well, the Knicks are surviving though. Three yeah, without Amari, without Amari. I mean, he's out till what? Hanukkah with a with a busted <laughs> knee sack or whatever it is. I mean, Anthony Davis, Austin Rivers, both out tonight against Philadelphia for the Hornets. Both the prize rookies for New Orleans. I mean, it's just a it's it's strange. And I know we go through this every year, and we try and decide, man, is this is this more injuries than last year, or you know, the same, or what is? I don't care how many times you look at it. Whenever there are a number of key players out around the league, you start trying to figure out why this is going on. And, Rick, when you, I mean, it's been this way forever, I'm sure. You know, guys are going to be out. They're going to be nicked up and beat up and bruised. But what does that do to a team when you're missing a Danny Granger or an Andrew Bynum? How does that change the dynamic in the way you play? Well, it, it definitely uh, puts pressure on the chemistry of these teams. You you have individuals, and we aren't even talking. Like, you know, Brandon Rush goes down in Golden State right. for the uh, season. Yeah, uh, Sean Marion goes down in Dallas. You know, now age plays a role in some of uh, some of the taxing uh, injuries that start to happen to guys as they start to log past seven years in the league. But when you talk about coming into a season, and every every team wants to get out of the gates with a consistent you know twenty five game run, so you establish. Who you are, what you're going to be about this, you know, throughout the course of the year, and no team goes unchallenged from game 25 to game 60 without you know nagging injuries and, and, and exhaustion. And so, but you find your way, but you want to get out of the gates so that you have a fighting chance down the backstretch of, of of the run of the season. And when you have key players, guys that are that are playing 30 minutes plus for you that go down, great for the in, young players coming up behind them or individuals that are looking for minutes to prove themselves, but it just creates a whole chemistry uh, uh, scenario change and, and challenge for, for a team. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of team do you think is, is best uh, constructed to weather something like this? Is it like a young team with all these, they, I mean, or is it an older team who knows what they're going to do no matter what? Uh, the heat <laughs> A team with a, with a, with a one a, a and a one B superstar. I mean, well, not everyone. No, no one goes. You know, is one hundred percent healthy right yeah. the season. It just doesn't happen. Some guys just have the mental makeup, mind over body, to push through some of the nagging uh, uh, injuries. I shouldn't injuries, but uh, aches and pains, and right. and you know, you but you, you can play hurt. You you can't play injured. You know, and, and everyone's hurting in the league. But when you talk about the makeup to teams, I, I think you, you have to have you know guys in there. You know. 
five to six to seventh year of their careers as your core, you know, guys logging the majority of the minutes because they're probably have they've worked their way through maturing their body into the NBA demands and grind. They're still young enough that they they can log eighty two games and, and thirty plus minutes a game. And then you want to sprinkle around them a core of veterans that you know that have made it past seven eight years, but you know that you know you can count on playing twenty twenty five minutes a game. And rare to find that combination, but the teams that do that, you usually have pretty successful years. All, all I know is I think when this when we get to the holidays, and to me, Rick, the holidays is always kind of the the benchmark of a season for me. Who makes it to Thanksgiving healthy, you know, sitting atop the division or in a position to really make a move up? Then we get to Christmas. There are going to be a lot of teams getting back a big gun at Christmas or at, you know, once we get to New Year's. I mean, we, it's, do we need to take a step back and really look at the start of this season and go, give it, a, give it two months before we really start formalizing any lasting opinions about some of these teams who are missing key ingredients to what they're trying to do? I think so. I think you can say that uh, when you talk about who are some of those people that are actually out. Yeah. I mean, Amari, Amari's going to either disrupt or make a, a, an added impact to the Knicks, and they're already having a, a, a good start to the season. You think Andrew Bynum out of Philadelphia? What's his impact going to be? I mean, it's why they brought him there, to, to, to be a presence in the paint, because they have a nice nucleus across the board uh, of young talent in, in the backcourt and throughout the small forward positions. Kevin Love in Minnesota? I mean, we haven't even mentioned That's Kevin right, Love. That's right, Kevin Love. I didn't think about Kevin that. Love. Rubio. Ricky Rubio, they have two individuals yeah. on yeah. the team. I mean, how 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 ecstatic are they going to be to get those two individuals back? Yeah. And then if you see a Danny Granger to an Indiana team who's supposed to be, you know, contending against the Chicago Bulls or Miami Heat for, you know, coming out of the East. So that's just – that's we're just talking pretty much the East Eastern teams. They're one Western Conference team. Well, the, yeah. Lake, the Lakers and Nash. Yeah. Yeah. What are we feeling there? They've – you know, Kobe with his foot. He hasn't practiced a whole lot. I mean, yeah, I know I know we're early, but look at the Western Conference standings. The first place is San Antonio, who's missing Ginobili. Number two, right. Dallas, who's missing Dirk. Number three, Minnesota, Kevin Love and Rubio. Number four, Golden State, Brandon Rush. So, I mean, those top four teams are all missing key people, key personnel, um, and that's not even talking about the Lakers or you know any of these other teams. So it's it's going to be a it's going to be interesting to see how – yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams weather this storm throughout the season. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, I don't know. I, I keep jumping the gun, like wanting to pronounce this team or that team doing this. And then I look up and go, that's right, they're 3-0 and or, you know, oh, they're 1-2. and yeah. I mean, it's so early in the season to, to get caught up in what a team looks like right now. Um, and, I, you know, I think everybody probably would be wise to take a step back and – and save some of those evaluations and some of these prognostications for a later day. Guys, Lang, I know you you went to Brooklyn uh, in the preseason. The Nets took the floor. I got a chance to watch them. God bless League Pass. I'm I'm not seeing the kind of energy and boost. I, I, I thought I would see this team come out, and, and maybe it was just the hype, and, you know, you watch the association on – on NBA TV, and you get this idea in your head that the, the Brooklyn Nets are going to come out uh, like, you know, playing like the fish to save Pittsburgh or something, you know, <laughs> behind the back passes. And I haven't, I haven't seen them and seen this cosmic energy out of that group 
Am I missing something, or are they still working on that? I think there are two things. Number one, I think they're still working on it. But number two, I mean, I think they really need help in in the post. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've got to figure out how to get some scoring out of uh, Brooke Lopez and, and Chris Humphreys down low. Uh, I don't know. You know, Gerald Wallace now, he's hurt. His backup, Josh Childers, he's hurt. So <laughs> they're, they're dealing with the same thing everyone else is dealing with. But I do think, you know, when you have Darren Williams and Joe Johnson together in the backcourt, that, that's got to be the best backcourt in the East at least, right? I mean, you look at today. If if the playoffs started today, the Charlotte Bobcats would be in the playoffs and the Brooklyn Knights would not. Nets would not. I call them Knights. They have the new mascot now. (laughs) (laughs) That that shows you how early it is. But the the Brooklyn Nets, to me, are the Los Angeles Lakers in the East. They're a team of collective individuals put together, all having, you know, individual presences in the league on, on, you know, Joe Johnson, Darren Williams. Uh, all worthy of all-star status, but they're going to take some time to actually work out some chemistry. And Gerald Wallace going down isn't comparable to Steve Nash, but in terms of the importance to their team, but a key player in their in their in their cog yeah. who now is you know on the sidelines for a little while. I just believe in, in, in when it's all said and done, Brooke Lopez is exactly what Brooke Lopez has been so far. Mm-hmm. Been a twenty and seven guy. He's not going to dominate in the paint as you know they're probably hoping he will. Serviceable, solid, big guy, just not a dominating presence when it comes to defense and rebounding. So sure. that's what they're still looking for. It's like who's going to be that presence in the paint? If you say Chris Humphreys and Brooke Lopez is your presence in the paint, they got to get better. Right. <laughs> right. I want to I want to bring up something about the Lakers that Rick said last week. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about it because I think, Rick, you said when you first started playing in the triangle offense, it took you, what, like 18 months as a team to kind of get it together? Was that what you said? About 18 months before we got really arrogant with it. Right. So, I mean, I was thinking, like, with this Lakers team, should we even be looking for them to to be a championship team this season? I mean, are we supposed to – should we give them a whole other – I mean, two years to get this thing down? Well, we wouldn't dare say that in L.A. Right. That's, that's the truth of the matter. And yeah. It's what I've been saying to anyone that knows basketball. I think it's it's really unrealistic to expect them to hit on all cylinders and right. be a championship caliber team in the, in the first four months of the season. They're going to look good. They played the Detroit Pistons the other night and dominated them. Right. Well, they're the Detroit Pistons right now. They're 0-4, and they should have dominated them. They didn't need a system of basketball to dominate them. They could have just stepped out. And that's because they're the most talented team in that respect in the Western Conference. But when you talk about possession to playoff basketball and championship-level caliber basketball, there's a level of cohesiveness and execution and, and, and the need for some type of clear systemed uh, approach on both ends of the floor that right. I don't know they can de- I don't know if they can develop that in a year. They'll, they'll look really darn good in, in, in March and April and May, but I, I just don't think when it comes to the actual seven game series, 48 minutes a game, that they'll be able to be a championship team. Yeah. The, the one other thing that I've been thinking about was I was on game time with Rick and, and Mitch Richmond the other night. Mitch was talking about playing in the, the Princeton offense when he was with Sacramento and how initially he didn't really like it. But then you kind of realize that this is what works. And, and, and the night before on Inside the NBA, Chris Weber talked about 
Um, sometimes you don't like the offense you play, but you play it and it comes around. But I, I, this is a question for Rick, having played in the NBA. Do you have to like the offense you play or the it offense helps. your team uses? <laughs> it, helps. it helps. You know why it, why it helps? It helps because guys that don't like the offense tend to break the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tend to break it and, and, and they get impatient and they – don't see the opportunities they want for themselves individually to e- express themselves artistically as basketball <laughs> players. Kobe. Uh, and they get defiant. They Kobe. become defiant. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, Mitch and, and both Chris and Mitch said that they didn't like it at first, uh, but they, you know, eventually got easier shots and they, and they ended up enjoying it. But it took both of those guys at least two years. Sacramento Kings took them two years to get really good at that offense. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they still lost to a triangle system. So, you know, the New Jersey Nets took them two years. They went to the finals. They still lost to the San Antonio Spurs. The reason being, if you're saying to me you're looking to to use the Princeton, Princeton offense to take you to the promised land, not that it's a bad system. It just gets overrun with greater talent uh, uh, defending it. Right. Pete Carrell is going to be showing up at Rick's house. I was going to say, morning. watch your back out there. Watch your back. Out the rings and show them to them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I just don't think that system takes you to the takes you to the top. Big bang boom! It's time for the top calls of the week. Harden lays it in. Oh my! From the wing, straight to the hole. A 45 point night in his second game as a rocket for Jennings. Three. It's Defender and then shot it in off the glass. That's, That's pretty play. Only Green took it, missed it. Oh, put back oh, and a hard man. knockdown. Look at DeAndre. Oh boy! Wow! Bingo! What a shot! <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. I don't care. Look, I don't care how many games you've been to, Rick. I don't care how many games you played in. When a guy gets dunked on, when a guy has a game-winning shot, it's the same emotion time after. Millions of times you get the same reaction. Mouth wide open, hands on top of your head, like, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> that that to me is the the call the national cause of the week. Love that segment. I, I love the idea that no matter what you do, Brandon Jennings hits a game winner, everybody in Milwaukee is dancing out of that arena on their way home that night. That's just that's what it's about right there. A beautiful thing. It's a, it's why I love uh that I'm a fan today because I, I get to see more games than I got to see as a player. Right. I mean, you're out traveling, you're on the airplane, you're, you know, you're playing the game you're involved in. I mean, I get, I sit down, like you said, thank God for NBA league passes. <laughs> and I peruse six, seven, eight games at night, yep. drive, driving my family crazy. But, you know, <laughs> and, I'm, and, and now with it, on, with it on my mobile phone. Exactly. You, I, it, this is ridiculous. But yeah, like you said, the sounds, sounds of the week. I mean, Brandon Jennings didn't get paid. But he's saying, "Pay me my money," <laughs> and, and, and winning does that. Yep. They're ahead of the Central Division. Yep. You know, the Spurs. We question whether the Spurs would be able to return to to troop the form they had last year in the preseason. Four and zero, undefeated. 
doing it. Yep. You know, the talk has all been about James Harden, whether he can maintain that quick start. But the backcourt of the Houston Rockets now with Jeremy Lin and James Harden, I mean, that's quite the future for them. They're dropping not only points, but assists. Uh, the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets starting their franchise. Uh, the Knicks, to me, quite honestly, the way they beat up on the Knicks, I know that was an emotional night, but, you know, they're 3-0. and the last time the Knicks started opening night and won by 20 points, <laughs> six, I think it was the, the last time they won a championship. It's been a minute. It's been a, <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you not, you know, how do you not uh, avoid the opening week with the Lakers going 0-3 and, and everyone waiting to, to see that, you know, that implosion and whether or not they're going to be able to sustain. They got to win. Yeah. They got to win. They did, they did look a little better even though it was the Detroit Pistons. That's right. That's right. National calls of the week. Again, guys, Bo Estes, NBA, the, that golden voice you hear all the time on the highlights and talking all the time on NBA.com, NBA TV. We're going to have him on here week after week. It's good to I'm hear you, Rick, voice. if you ever get invited to play golf with Bo Estes, just say no. <laughs> just say no. Keep, keep your wallet in your pocket. Just say no. I'm just telling you no. Thank you very much for that hit. <laughs> It's time for bragging rights as the guys put their rep on the line. Oh, another little segment here, bragging rights. Quick hitting. Pick a few games here coming up this weekend. Our super producer, Greg Wagan, is in here. Greg, let's get these games, man. Let's rock and roll. All right, here we go. This weekend's games, We're gonna. We, I picked four random games. So the first one will be Minnesota at Chicago. Uh, Who's going first? I'll, I'll pick first. I'll take Chicago. Who's going to take? Take Chicago? Yeah. That's, that's two of us for Chicago. Well, look. Uh, we need to tell you why? Or, no, or, don't even bother because I'm taking Minnesota. As we long know as, why. As long as Luke Ridnour is wearing a Timberwolves jersey, I'm going with Red in the T-Wolves, baby. Let's go. Next game. <laughs> Seku has Ridnour tattooed off in, between his shoulder blades. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know anything about that. So, uh, second game is Miami at Memphis. Rick, you start this one. Uh, Miami at Memphis. I uh, I am going with Miami. I, I'm same. I'm same with Rick. I'm going with the Grizzlies. I, I smell an upset. Rudy Gay, flashbacks to that game winner. He popped on him. You know, Rudy Gay. As long as he doesn't get crossed over by Jamal Crawford, we're fine. Take or it. keep shooting 27% from the field. Take it easy. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, our third game of the week will be this one. Milwaukee at the Sixers. I'll go. And I will Lang's take up. the Milwaukee Bucks. I I am going with the Sixers. I think it's impossible for Milwaukee to continue this rabid pace they're on. I think right. I'm, I think I'm going with the Bucks until Andrew Bynum combs the fro. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a while. All right, and finally, we're going back to Chicago. Boston at Chicago. I do not like personally the way the Celtics have got, started the season. Uh, they Chicago will defend and rebound the basketball. I'm going with Chicago. Mm. Gonna take your Celtics uniform away from you, Rick. I, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take. Uh, I'm gonna go with Boston. I think they've just got too much firepower and defensively they're too good for that Chicago team. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Celtics. I don't think KG is gonna acknowledge Derrick Rose when he comes over to shake his hand. Hey, who's flash? The Celtics haven't played defense yet this year. <laughs> it's always a first. That's right. Well, next week, <laughs> when we when I come back and I'm undefeated, I want everybody to bow down. You know what I'm saying? 
right, we'll give, see. Give me, my, give me my respect next week when, when Rick, we get to bragging rights next we, week. Hey, before we get off this the show today, Rick, we got to get talk to Seku about uh, the diet he's on. <sighs> yeah, Seku, man. You want me to? I'm coming to Atlanta. I'll be there in a couple days. We're gonna go out and get some vegan food, man. See, that's the problem. I tried to. I tried to go light today, Rick, and it didn't brothers, go well. Brothers can be. Brothers can be vegan. <laughs> I tried it today, and I'm. I'm still starving. I'm like, what I had. going light for you, man? You had like two cheeseburgers. Today? <laughs> I had like a, a a naked juice and some trail mix and some water, and I, you know, and I'm sitting here right now wanting to punch a hole in the wall. It's like, is this how they do it? What's you got to mix. You got to mix in some yoga. Some yo- <laughs> actually calm the beast. You know, I'm like, I gotta get my, I gotta get my my chi right. I, I need to, I need to meditate or something after eating like like this. Man. And, and your chi is not your cheeseburger. <laughs> I'm trying she to get is- right though. I need all the help I can get. My- <laughs> What's a naked juice? Oh, exactly. My my. Well, it's like some kind of fruit. 62 fruit squeezed into a little like you know 12 ounce, 15 ounce. I thought that was a naked here. juice. Like, <laughs> oh no, I didn't have naked juice. <laughs> I didn't have that kind of naked juice. Naked juice, <laughs> naked juice is a naked juice, but in the south, I think. <laughs> well, look, guys, another good week in the books here on the Hang Time Podcast. Lang Whitaker in New York, Rick Fox in L.A., Seku Smith right here in Atlanta. We got studio. y'all surrounded. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this again next week. And who knows? Maybe we'll come back next week with a fruit basket and some other tricks with a, you know, get this I'll thing right. No rice cakes, please. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. Be sure to check out the Hang Time blog on NBA.com. And for more of Lang, visit SlamOnline.com. You can follow Seku and Lang on Twitter at SekuSmithNBA and Lang with The Smyrna Spartans have yet to get on Twitter, but we'll let you know when they do. 